his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, welcome in. Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next hour uh, here on WBEN. On BMAS. I think BMAS and Beamer has been a show. We've had like, what, three this calendar year? So far, uh, just me here with you. That was uh, the offspring leading us in. Do you, do you know that guy's uh, like a doctorate? He has some super, uh, you know, advanced degree from some real university. Not like, you know, how do you distinguish between real? Like one that's known. Um, but he's a pretty smart guy. Which, if you were looking at them playing shows in the 90s, Doctor doesn't exactly jump off the page at you. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, lots to get to here on WBEN. Thanks for being uh, with me for the next hour or so. Um, it is so much in the news. Uh, great weekend, right? An extended weekend, if you want it. Uh, not because of any holiday, but just because of all the events going on. I mean, you really could have taken it from Thursday and Friday, great, beautiful days. You had the events going on Thursday, Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. Friday, even more of that going on. And then, uh, of course, the, the weekend itself. Getting back to some of these big events. St. Patrick's Day parades. I, I mean, so much to do. It was uh, really an awesome weekend, uh, even though the weather turned a little bit toward the back half of it. Uh, I mean, great uh, lots to do. And what was everybody talking about this week? I, you know, I, a lot of people talking about the stadium deal I and mean, it's still a hot topic of discussion uh, lots of the weather and getting back and of course the basketball tournament was on people's mind and this is one thing I heard over and over and I, I have an answer for you why in the world are you're at these games these big arenas some of them happening right here at KeyBank Center why are all these cheerleaders wearing masks during the game it the players aren't coaches aren't the fans aren't. The cheerleaders are. It, it doesn't seem to make sense, but got your answer uh, right here. This is not just the men's tournament. It's the women's tournament as well. Cheerleaders are wearing masks when seated courtside. Nobody around them uh, are. And so you know that this is somebody's rule, right? That doesn't just happen where, you know, nobody's wearing them except for every cheerleading squad. That's not just a coincidence, it's somebody's rule. And it is the NCAA's rule. They uh, have responded to some inquiries. They're requiring everybody immediately adjacent to the court to be masked. So that basically covers cheerleaders, mascots, many mascots already wearing a mask, 
So don't really have to worry about that too much. And, you know, a couple of the, you know, floor squeegee guy, a couple other people. Uh, But this is the statement from the NCAA. In an effort to protect Tier 1 individuals during tournament games, the NCAA's chief medical officer has indicated all individuals immediately adjacent to the court, including the scorer's table, sorry, not cheerleaders, spirit squads, get it right, that's camera people, courtside photographers, ball people, media members seated in the front row only. So actually, you know, front row is usually the good media seat. Second row is probably better this year. Uh, must be masked. So they have nobody else. The whole crowd, no. On the court, no. That one row around the court, in between the crowd and the benches, yes, they have to be. And it's an, an effort to protect Tier 1 individuals, the VIPs, who are, in other words, in an effort to protect 19-year-old super athletes, we're just going to have the cheerleaders uh, wear them at nobody else. High-five the people on your way back to the locker room, uh, but nobody else. So I got the answer for you. That was it. Uh, that was a lot of the questions over the weekend. Why? The, you know, nobody's, nobody else is. Why uh, the cheerleaders? Well, there you go. The official answer from the NCAA. Uh, on the Bills Stadium thing, which we talked a lot about last week, and, you know, part of the conversation last week was – you know, I just hope everybody looks at this with the proper perspective with everything else that goes on around the state. You can't just say, oh, don't spend a billion dollars on a stadium, put that money in education without really knowing what that means. You know, put the money in education, what do you mean? Just like, what, throw a billion dollars? You know, the Buffalo School District has a billion dollars to work with this year. You know, what do you, what do you mean? Um, and, and, you know, there's other projects that are kind of similar where you see very wealthy companies get money from the state to build out, you know, we talked about Tesla. And I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but just know that this is not, the stadium gets all the attention. But this goes on quite frequently. After all, it's a $216 plus billion budget every single year. Uh, and to give you an idea that, listen, if the billion dollars isn't spent on a stadium, that doesn't mean that it's going to be spent very wisely. I'd like to go down to Miami, where this story caught my eye. You know, normally, to show, you might have to do a little bit of digging um, if you're trying to kind of showcase the way government spends money not very wisely all the time. Sometimes it falls right in your lap. In Miami, the city spent $350,000 on new park lights. Now, before you laugh, that's not the crazy part. $350,000 on new park lights. You know what? It's going to improve safety. Uh, I think it beautifies the park a little bit. You see a little bit more of it, obviously, at night. And, you know, running all the wires, the lights themselves, it's an expensive project. So $350,000, I'm not going to scoff. At that, the thing that's crazy, Miami spent $350,000 on new park lights for parks that close at sundown. <laughs> so there's, we have all new lights that turn on when the sun goes down. Also, when the sun goes down, get out of the park. The park is closed. $350,000. Just so you can kind of see, 
Just if the money's not going to be spent here, doesn't mean it's going to be spent, you know, in some great place. Let's go 803-0930 if you want to join me at any point this morning. You can send me a text on our Volkswagen Orchard Park text board or give me a call. We'll go to Mike. Mike's in Fredonia. Mike, how are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning. Great morning. Today, first day of spring? It's the first full day of spring. Mike, let me ask you a question. Should... I'd be expected to know that. Would you expect somebody to know that March 21st is the first full day of spring? I don't know. In this day and age, I, I guess there's nothing really to expect that anything to anybody. To Would you consider it common knowledge, though? Just Google, just Google it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Your common knowledge is on your phone. Well, what's on your mind, Mike? You know, this whole billion-dollar taxpayer money for the stadium, in light of the situation, I think these politicians would say, hey, you know what, I think the people of Buffalo and Erie County and the state of New York would not be offended if we took that billion dollars and we just helped the Ukrainians. How so? Well, they need our help. We got to, we, they need our help. They're, they're fighting for their lives, and we're, we're uh, fighting to money to for a stadium that for a team that shouldn't probably won't even be in buffalo well it it will be in buffalo if you build the state that's the whole idea what do you suppose here we take the billion dollars and what airdrop it in a cargo crate just in the middle of the country no we use it to buy the things that they need to protect themselves do you trust the government to do that mike well We've been trusting him for a long time. What has changed? When you when you hear about, you know, uh, we go to L.A. and their affordable housing program or the program to prevent homelessness, and they end up spending uh, $700,000 uh, plus just to house one homeless person. I mean, do you think if we set aside, okay, a billion dollars, do you really think a billion dollars, if you set that aside, that... I mean, how much of that billion would actually go to helping people? Well, I guess you got me there, man. I just think that taxpayer money on a stadium, what does that do for me? Hey, uh, Mike, appreciate the call. And you're one of many people who would say, what does that do for you? A lot of other people would say, what does that do for me? Well, it gives me a team to root for. So there are two sides of the coin. Uh, Not everyone's going to fit in the same boat. Mike obviously doesn't care about having the bills uh and he's not alone uh, but that's the that's the thing right is to blind i mean that is mike's idea it sounds great give it to the people who really need it it's not, it's just like everybody who said a billion why would you build a stadium with a billion dollars that should be spent on education wow well that sounds great that should be spent on roads hey you know, great idea Okay, well, show me that in practice actually happening and working. And then maybe I'll be behind uh, what you said. Like I said, there's a billion dollars right now for the uh, Buffalo School District that they have this year. And big press conferences from the former superintendent who you would think if you have a billion dollars at your disposal, you'd be able to do enough work to not be thrown out of your job. But that didn't happen. So, you know, I might call it a little naive to just say, I mean, anyone could throw out a word. Ukraine, education, you know, homelessness. And these are great. 
Until you show me a spreadsheet. This is Elon Musk's big thing, right? Until you show me a spreadsheet, show me exactly where every single dollar is going. Um, you know, then we can have that discussion. You just throw out a word that, you know, is easy to agree with. I don't know. Doesn't really have the same. Hey, lighting parks. Great idea. We'll put some money there. The park closes at sundown. <laughs> um, let's head over to uh, Jack. See, I told you, people, it's still on people's mind, Jack. Were you having discussions with people about a billion dollars for a stadium over the weekend? You know what? I was, I've been having discussions about this ever since the topic came up. I mean, my father and I, I, I was born and raised and will die a Bills fan. Um, and I will tell you this. We've been able to travel around. We've been able to do things. But a billion dollars on a stadium of taxpayer money. Woo! We're getting up there. Um, one thing I will say is I would never approve of a billion dollars of taxpayer money going to build a stadium for a sports arena. The only reason that I would even consider this as an option right now is because it's New York City where all of the billions end up going anyways. So, you know, it's one of those... What are you going to do? Because you don't want to see a billion dollars get wasted on a stadium for an owner that has $7 billion in personal profits and gains that he's made, yes, in his own businesses and whatnot. But you need a billion dollars of taxpayer funding or you're going to threaten to move the team to Austin. I'll tell you what. Have fun in Austin. Look at the crime rates there. Jack, I it is unfortunately how this league works in principle i agree with you what if see this is where you need the master pr people a billion dollars to build an nfl team a state a stadium sounds obscene right i mean you just said it what if i what if i framed it this way what if i said well it's not a billion dollars to build an nfl team a stadium what if i said we're going to spend 0.4 percent of one year's state budget to ensure the Buffalo Bills stay here for the next 30 years. The spin on that sounds amazing. But but that's it's another way of putting the exact same thing, right? I, it absolutely is, Brian. And here's where I'm at with that. I just want to give you one real quick response to that only. If you were to tell me that it's point, what'd you say, 0.4% of the budget, I would return around and say, well, where's the rest of the 96.6% going? Because that's a lot of money if you're telling me we've got almost $100 billion in state budget to spend in our roads Over. the way they do. And our, and our children are not graduating college or high school at rates that they should be. That's and, Jack, that's all I'm asking people. I'm asking people to go down that road. If you are passionate about not spending a billion dollars in state money for a stadium, I think you should take that. That's great. And I have nothing against that principle. I just think that you should take that and funnel it and ask that question that you just did, Jack, right? Because in total, the other way to frame that is that is 0.5% of one year's state budget. So where is this? Other? Those are the questions people should start asking if you think that's way too much money for the NFL to stay in Buffalo. Absolutely. And it will bring billions of dollars to this area and to the state. So there is no doubt about it. And it is, you know what? It's a lot of money. People, it, it's, you know what? It's, it's, it's buyer's remorse before it's even bought, but people are going to fill that stadium every Sunday. It'll get used. And within 10, 10 weeks after that stadium has been built and up and running, you won't hear about a billion dollars ever again. Jack, appreciate the call. Thanks. 803-0930 if you want to join me today. See, I mean, that's, Right? It's all in how you frame it. This is why people uh, hire PR people, right? 
we're going to give a billion dollars to this very wealthy company to build their home. Ooh, I mean, that doesn't sound great. We'll flip it around a little bit. We're going to spend a half a percent of one year's state budget to ensure that the Buffalo Bills stay in western New York for the next 30 years. Oh, well, that sounds a lot better. You're saying the same thing, just in a little bit of different words. And now you see why uh, PR people get paid a bunch of money. You just slightly, right, twisted uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, it's we were talking with who, Jack O'Donnell, uh, O'Donnell and Associates, Albany Insider, earlier this morning. And he made the point, you know, oh, it's a tough sell. Oh, how about this? We're going to spend a billion dollars of New York City's money to... Keep the bills here in Buffalo for the next thir- There's another way of, because that's basically, you know, where do the bulk of the tax dollars come from downstate? We're going to take their money and use it here. That sounds better to me, too. But, no, we talked with Jack O'Donnell, and he brought up, you know, it's a tougher sell because there are not many newer jobs. You know, you can point to the Tesla facility, and everybody at the announcement said, well, 3,000 new jobs for Buffalo. Now, this many years later, it ends up being half that. But still, there are new jobs that weren't there before. And you can't really say that for a stadium. But again, there's a flip side to everything. Without a stadium, without a team, you're going to lose X amount of jobs, X amount of, you know, it's all in how you frame things. And it is good to ask, and it is good to frame it in your mind if if you're really serious about, digging into what you really think about the topic it is good to frame the question both ways in your mind and how do you feel about it both ways that's how you should look at that's that's the critical thinking that's missing everywhere nowadays is don't just look at it from one of those perspectives look at it from both and then you have a more clear picture of what's going on and you're probably able to make a more clear decision on where you stand uh, but, you know, you, you want to call it, it's what, like I said, uh, out and around downtown, out and around Buffalo, uh, with fam, uh, this is what people talk, uh, are talking about. You want to continue to talk about it with me. I'm all ears all the time. Uh, but we continue through the news uh, just before the break. Uh, this one out of, uh, let's see, here we go. Uh, the headline, Germany is building what's expected to become Europe's largest military. That should end well. That's, it's that time of the century, right, to uh, get going around with that headline. And then did you see this uh, story? We talked about the Miami lights. There's a thief who was caught on camera stealing shoes from a shoe store in Miami. The only problem is he was in the wrong part of the shoe store. He dropped in through the ceiling. It was like Mission Impossible. Seemed like a really great idea. The only problem is, you ever go into a shoe store, I mean, they don't put both shoes out on display. So he left with 20 left-footed sneakers. What are you going to do with that? I mean, why even bother stealing at that point? You know, you're caught on video. 
You have, oh, I'm walking out with 20. What are you going to do with a, you're going to sell one sneaker? Is it worth, eventually you're going to get caught. The charges would be less if you just cut your losses there and said, ah, you know, it was good job, good effort. I'm out of here. 20 left sneakers. What do you do there? You sell it to your uncle on the dance floor. Right? He's got two left feet. Uh, but no, this is uh, not the only thing we want to talk about today. Your guilty pleasures when it comes to TV as a staple of midday entertainment is about to call it quits after a 30-year run. We'll be uh, talking about that in just a little bit. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. All right, welcome back. Brian Mazeroski here with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Glad you're here with me. Uh, hoping you're kicking off the week on the right note. Beautiful outside right now. Nice sunny skies. Uh, we talked a lot last segment about the Bill Stadium, which I still around the weekend, you know, a lot of people out and about. What were you talking about? Aside from masks on cheerleaders, um, I think, it, you know, the Bill Stadium was a hot topic. That's uh, something I, I keep hearing being brought up in discussion. Not, not if you ask... People involved in the conversation, they're pretty mum. They don't want to answer questions about it that much. But amongst all of us, the speculatory crowd, right? Uh, it, it does seem to be one of those hot topics. So uh, 803-0930, if you want to weigh in this morning, it was it, one of the things that I was talking about this weekend. Because the other was the end of an era. And not just for this show, but for this style of TV in general. After 30 years on the air, basically my entire life, Maury is coming to an end. That's right. The show that made the paternity test... A sensation is going off the air after 30 years. It wasn't just that. Phobias, different sorts of pregnancies, mostly pregnancies, let's be honest. Paternity tests and things like that. Infidelity and paternity tests. That was the, uh, those were the highlights of the Maury show. But NBC Universal said uh, it's canceling Maury at the end of the 2021-22 season when Povich plans to retire. So I don't know if this was, you know, canceled, canceled, or, you know, Maury, who's getting up there, signed to say, you know, I've kind of done enough here. Uh, Povich told Deadline he had been ready to retire six years ago, but NBC Universal asked him to continue. Why? Because the show's that good. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, and, uh, you know, Povich uh, coming to an end. Reruns will live on in syndication. I'm not sure for how long. But it really is the end of an era. Uh, Maury's been on since 1991. And its style, especially in the second half of its run, uh, reminiscent of... You know, what Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer, all these shows that have uh, been on. I, late 90s was basically their, their big heyday, right? 
But these daytime talk shows where things got extreme, fights in the middle of uh, the thing. They had to have security guards. Jerry's security guard even got his own show. But, you know, these wild stories, wilder characters, all of that. I mean, that was a whole genre of TV back when there were, what, a, not even a quarter of the amount of uh, entertainment options we have today. But it seems like that's all gone. And even though I haven't watched that in a very long time, I'm a little saddened for it. They were always entertaining shows to watch. Maury, uh, you had the crowd reaction. That was the best part of Maury was you'd have whatever, you know, you are the father. And the crowd goes wild. I mean, you would have thought someone, you know, scored the overtime game-winning goal. The reaction that they got from the studio audience. I mean, that made the show. Jerry Springer, it was more about the people on there. Everyone wanted to see a, you know, somebody swinging a, a punch or something like that. But these shows have largely gone away. There's no more Ricky Lake. I mean, she's still around, but th- that show isn't the same. Jerry Springer's gone. Maury now canceled. Even Judge Judy. Judge Judy was on later in the day because it was the more buttoned-up version. Even that isn't on TV anymore. It's been replaced. The wild and crazy daytime TV is kind of no more. I didn't know this, by the way. Maury was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Talk Show Entertainment in 2017, just a few years ago. It lost to Ellen. Who is voting for these Emmys? Who in their right mind in the Daytime Emmy could, can say Ellen is more entertaining than Maury. Give me a break. Not in a million years. No. Doesn't happen. Now, I, 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 I couldn't really tell you what's on daytime TV now. Um, it seems like the soap operas are gone. These shows are gone. I know The View is on because, oh boy, do I see the highlights of that. Can't miss. But I, do you miss this? And are we? is there a new version of the TV guilty pleasure that's out there? I, I mean, what is that for people? Someone's chiming in, and you can too, 803-0930. On our text board, someone said, you know, these shows are like people that watch auto racing just to see a wreck happen. And, yeah, that's right. I, I think that's why it's part of the, the guilty pleasure part of it. Uh, you want to see the wild and outrageous. You want to see stories that are so crazy that, I mean, most of these shows, you can't believe that this actually happened. These shows are so wild and outrageous. And then, you you know, they put on, you know, the screen at the bottom and you see where they're from and, and you go... That person could be my neighbor. Are you kidding me? I, there's a little bit of that to it. I think it's also when it comes to the guilty pleasure TV show, whether it's this or some of the other reality shows. I mean, this is not my wife is a big fan of the uh, I call it trash TV. 
if Joe was here, I'd have somebody in studio with me to, who was also a fan who could, uh, you know, add some credence to this. Uh, but she, her, she was never a Jerry, not, not that I know of. She's not, you know, a Jerry Springer, Maury person like I would have been. Her, uh, her favorite genre of TV is young pregnant people, right? I mean, that's, that's a whole genre of TV nowadays. But you watch some of these shows, and it is absolutely crazy. Um, you think, well, there's no way that this is 100% somebody's unfiltered real life. And she will often say that part of the reason you watch this, uh, unlike people who watch it to see the train wreck happen, like the one person texted in, you watch it because it's hard to see this. It's hard to watch this and not feel a little bit better about yourself, honestly. With all of these uh, you know, so-called guilty pleasure TV shows, whether it's the dating show and the characters that are on it, 16 and Pregnant, or of course Maury and Jerry Springer, I think that's a big part of it, too. At the end of uh, the show, you go, well, you know, at least my wife isn't dating my mother behind my back, right? I mean, that's the, uh, what, half of them now? So it's MTV. MTV is like the new home of these shows. It's not the same. There's a lot of scripted stuff. But it's, I, I think it's carrying the mantle for what Jerry Springer did in the late 90s. Someone else on the text board, sad to admit, 50-year-old married guy secretly watches 90-day fiancé. I've never seen the show. I've only seen a couple clips. But I, I don't think you have to be ashamed about it or sad to admit it. Everybody has that TV show. They watch and, you know, you wouldn't tell anybody else about it. For me, it is watching what my wife watches. It's her guilty pleasure becomes mine on TV. It's the uh, Below Deck show. She watches that a lot. And then I get suckered in where I'm like not really paying attention. I'm not invested in it. But I know what's going on. I know Captain Sandy. I know enough to know one of these people's names. So I guess in turn, that's mine. That's my version of a trash TV. Uh, Hoarders, Storage Wars. Now, those are two different categories. Hoarders is the part where you watch to feel a little bit better about yourself. Hoarders is of the Maury vein. Storage Wars, I think, makes the Mount Rushmore of shows that you can mindlessly watch for hours and hours and hours. You know, I would put Storage Wars, that goes up there with uh, Pawn Stars, Bar Rescue, Mythbusters. It shows, I mean, you could just have that on in the background, not pay attention for 40 minutes, then pay attention for the next 30 minutes. You, You won't be lost at all. You'll know exactly what's going on. You know the beats of the show, and you can dip in and out, half pay attention, and it's entertaining enough to, you'll never want to turn it off. That might be the Mount Rushmore. You have the Storage Wars, Pawn Stars, 
Bar Rescue Mythbusters. Maybe you put a, a, the American Pickers instead of Storage Wars on there. But I think that's how it goes when you're, when you're on that. So what's your guilty pleasure when it comes to uh, your, your TV show? 803-0930. A lot of people texting in. Intervention. I, I've never watched that one. I've only seen the parodies of Intervention, what people want to, uh, you know, uh, make fun of when they see it. So I get the show. But, yeah, that, that's like the more serious version. Intervention is for people who would have went on Jerry Springer but actually care about their family. So they're looking to really help instead of just make fun of everybody and cash in. I think that's how it goes. Intervention, you're looking for help. Jerry Springer, listen, we're looking to throw a chair. And Maury, Maury was always a little more... Uh, Maury and Jerry Springer have very similar personalities. It, they were always calm as the host. They always seemed like they were... Uh, they might have been the perfect person to run an intervention. They, Jerry, at the end of the show... Jerry's final thoughts. I mean, if only every politician or president over the last however many years could be as eloquent as Jerry Springer when he was giving his uh, final thoughts at the end of every train wreck. (laughs) Of showing how through the faults of others, we can see the things that we need to work on as people. And maybe this past half hour of watching... Watching, not really listening, because half of the show had to be bleeped out. But watching these other people will make you a little bit better in your own life. And Maury didn't have to say that. But he kind of had that personality. He was the grown-up in the room. Maury hosted the show, but he wouldn't be caught dead in the other chair. You got that feeling. So th- th- I think they're two very similar personalities. The show, uh, Maury was a little less confrontational. I don't ever remember a famous security guard on Maury, but everyone remembers Steve. <laughs> he got the crowd going. Uh, but no, th- it's too bad. Guilty show, it's a whole genre of TV that's gone by the wayside. You have to watch it on pay-per-view now or something. I'm sure the tapes exist. They used to sell Jerry Springer VHSs. I, has somebody digitized that yet? What streaming service is Jerry on? And will Maury follow? Some, a lot of people uh, chiming in on the Mount Rushmore Shark Tank. I don't know who I replace with. Okay, okay, Shark Tank has to be on there. You're right. You could watch. You could have Shark Tank on for 20 hours and be fine with it. Pay attention every now and then. I mean, every what? 10 minutes on the show, it's something different. All right, so we got Shark Tank on. So now it goes Shark Tank, Mythbusters. I think Mythbusters has to be on there. That's like an all-time, just play it on. I think I still think Bar Rescue has to be on there. John Taffer, guest on the show. You can't leave him out. And then, I don't know, we'll leave uh, one open. Pawn Stars, maybe. I mean, that's, all, that's a good one. One of those type of shows. I mean, they're interchangeable. The Storage Show, Pawn Stars, uh, 
parking wars, all these things. And then someone said cops. Cops was, I, I don't know, I was never super entertained by cops. I think cops is more, cops fits along with the Jerry Springer a little bit more than it does with some of these other shows. You know, the Pawn Stars, uh, Shark Tank, that's fun, lighthearted errands. Cops falls along the lines of, you know, listen, I'm glad that's not me. That's with Jerry and Maury. And, you know, they really have been replaced, a lot of you are pointing out, with the newer, more dramatic, more scripted reality shows. I don't know how scripted Jerry Springer ever was, but it never felt that way. You watch some of the guilty TV now, and it it just feels a little, somebody wrote this out. They're trying a little too hard to be dramatic, and you definitely get that feeling. Uh, the older reality shows, you, you didn't have that feeling at all. Someone's saying, uh, they miss Springer. You used to have Talk Soup in the middle. Of the- I remember that show. I mean, that was a fun one, too. That show would basically bring you the highlights of the other shows. You didn't have to watch them all. But no, end of an era, sad to see him go. Maury, no more. It, the beauty of Maury... Maury would fit in well in my seat, um, at least for the next week or so. Because here, you can get people, uh, you know, riled up and entertained by talking about a, the Bill Stadium deal for weeks on end. And Maury, you just get me a pack of paternity tests and let's go. We got a month of shows here. That's, it's, he would fit in well in Buffalo. Skyway Stadium, Peace, I mean, boom. Maury, come here. I like it. I, and, you know, I there's a lot of detractors on our text board about Springer's show. But him and Maury, there is something to that. It is entertainment. It's mindless, and, and sometimes that's what you need. I don't need a Scorsese film every time I sit down in front of the TV. Not everything has to be Ozark. Sometimes you need that. But uh, I'm, I'm going to miss it. Maury, Springer, they're all gone. End of an era on TV. And uh, just about the end for me here on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I, is Joe back tomorrow? No? All right. So me tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, and I'll be back here uh, on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 